Okay, friends, so is your self-worth in the gutter? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> okay, so I am totally guilty of this. Taking care of myself has not always been something that I have put at the highest of priorities when I am dealing with a lot of other things and this overwhelming place I was of uh, spiritual growth that I needed. I needed that so badly, but I ended up really neglecting taking care of my physical growth as well and taking care of this beautiful creation that God entrusted to me. So this week on the podcast, we are talking about taking care of our bodies, something that many of us and me included just somehow sometimes end up overlooking. Today, we are going to talk about an easy four-step plan to get ourselves healthy, happy, and see what the Bible has to say about it as well. All right, let's dig in. Let me guess, the world keeps telling you you are enough. All on your own, you are enough. Well, I'm about to drop a truth bomb. On your own, you will never be enough. Wait, hold up. Okay, did I get your attention? I am Shelby Hosfield, and at times I was an ex-Mormon, agnostic, a Sunday Christian, and a New Age follower, but God had very different plans for me. The whole time I was living in a very big lie, that I was in charge somehow of my own enoughness and my works were going to save me and my life. Don't get me wrong, I am all about self-help and personal development, but as a born-again, fully transformed Christian, I learned there is the world's way, and there's God's way. To quote C.S. Lewis, the more we get ourselves out of the way and let him take us over, the more truly ourselves we become. You are enough not because of what you have done, but because what he has done. And he lives through you. If you are ready for Bible truths, theology, and apologetics, and wisdom from his word that will shape your life, your confidence, and yes, your feeling of enough, then friend, you are in the right place. This is Finding Faith Above. Hey, I see you, girl. First, I just want to tell you how incredibly excited I am that you are here. Because if you are here, that means you're curious. You want answers, you want to know the truth, and you want to know Jesus. And maybe that's a little scary to say out loud because you also do not want all the religion and the rules and the pressure, and I get that. But let's be honest, you're a bit of a rebel. <laughs> you left everything you ever knew about God when you left the church and it was hard and your mind was a bit blown. I understand exactly what that feels like. Deciding to partner up with God again is something you are doing with the utmost of trepidation. And I get that too. I was, no, I am you. It took me 20 years after leaving before all these super hard parts of my life finally brought me to my knees at 2 a.m. in the morning and friend, I met God that night. But here was the real hard part. Just because now I had faith in God, that did not mean that I knew at all what it was like to be a Christian. And if you were like I was, there may seem like there is an overwhelming amount of things to unlearn before you ever go about learning. The church literally affected every single aspect of our lives. From there, I made it my sole purpose to not only understand these basic Christian beliefs from the Bible that I felt like I should have already known, but to know what it meant to be a true daughter of the King. Now I help women kick off all of that religious baggage, reframe their brains and beliefs, and find self-worth based in Jesus in the Bible, friends. Isn't that amazing? This is Christian life coaching specifically made for ex-Mormon women 
because you can have a life of peace with God. Doesn't that sound good? Okay, you and me, let's jump on a free discovery call. Go to findingfaithabove.com right there on the first page. You can book your 15 minute call with me. This is Christian life coaching specifically made just for you. I cannot wait to meet you. Findingfaithabove.com. Okay, so story time. <laughs> During the crazy pandemic, well, when the pandemic first hit and uh, I actually own a salon. I don't know if all of you guys know that, but I do own a salon and I do permanent makeup and all this fun stuff, beauty wise. And uh, the salon was shut down and we were going to be shut down for an indefinite amount of time. And I had no idea what was going to happen. And it was scary. And my brain was just like, did not know how to handle all this. And so as a somewhat strange, but I guess we cope however we do, I decided to just start running like crazy. And I've always been a runner to some extent, uh, but there for a little bit in there, I was running twice a day just to get my brain cleared somehow, which didn't totally help, but I did it anyways. <laughs> so I was doing a lot of running. Um, but through this running situation, I maybe was not using the best shoes and some different stuff in there and then ended up uh, kind of messing up my toes. And so I ended up having to go to a doctor and uh, have this little procedure done on my toes, which was just horrible. I mean, the whole thing was just, it's embarrassing. It's horrible. I just don't even like it. I don't even know why I'm telling all you guys this, but I am. So it just was not comfortable, but I'm sitting there getting this whole toenail procedure done. Now, something else had happened in my life at that time as well. Uh, there was some, some big things happening with my daughter. It was really tough. It was really hard. And uh, <laughs> this all went down the night before I was supposed to go get this little thing done with my toes from running so much. And so I'm sitting there with the doctor as he is explaining to me what is going to happen. And I am crying. I am just crying like a, a crazy person. And I don't know whether he thought I was crying about the toes. I think he was kind of like, what is happening with this girl? He probably thought I was losing my mind. And here I am, I am bawling. I am, and maybe I would, would have made better decisions about this whole situation with my toes if I had been in clear thought, but I wasn't. I was just at this low moment and all the running had just accumulated into... Just, it was just a mess. I was a mess. I was a mess. And the doctor's looking at me like, holy smokes, this girl is a mess. And he actually, I did open up to him a little bit as I'm bawling and he's probably, why is she crying so much over her toes? And, and I did open up and just say like, I'm dealing with some stuff with my daughter and it's really hard right now. And he, he was like, you know, but the most important thing that you can do is just spend that time, just spend that time with her. And this made like a huge impression on me because I didn't know where to go or what to do. And so I get this little thing done with my toes and then I'm supposed to, which we should have probably talked about all of this, but we did not talk about, I, cause I was a mess. So I was not paying attention, but he said basically then I needed to spend the next week or so off of my toes completely and just let everything heal. And I didn't listen because 
the thing that stuck out in my brain that he said was, you need to spend time with your daughter. And I knew this, but I, uh, so yeah, when I was supposed to be relaxing and letting my toes heal and all the good stuff, instead I was jumping on trampolines and going for walks and all of the stuff. And it didn't all end up super well for my toes. However, it ended up great with my daughter. So I guess that that's just the way things go, right? But through all of this, then I ended up stopping running and really had to work on spiritually where I was at with God and with my family and uh, just work on a lot of internal stuff and really help kind of bring myself from this place where my self-worth at that moment, because my life at that moment felt like it was in the gutter and try to bring it to a place where I could um, spiritually and internally grow and be in a place of just a good place with God. And I, I feel like I did that. I so did. I mean, I, I, I have spent so much time building this relationship with God, building this, building all of my relationships in my life, building my friendships, building my family, building these things that were so vitally important. However, like my toes <laughs> during that week when I was supposed to be letting them rest, I, I really have at many times very much neglected taking care of my physical body while I was taking care of my, my internal structure. And so what we're going to talk about today is uh, how this fits in with how God is wanting us to take care of our bodies. Because remember, we are his creation. And I don't want us to get whole stuck on this whole idea that your body is a temple and you have to just be pure and blah, blah, blah. Because that's not necessarily what we're talking about here. Yes, we want to make sure that we are taking care of our bodies and that we are making good choices with our bodies. And the Bible does talk about that a lot. But what I would like us to focus on here is not some of those leftover baggage religious stuff that maybe we're carrying with us but instead focus instead on taking care of our bodies as god's creation in the life coach personal development world there is um, an acronym that uh, is something that a lot of coaches use and i think it's beautifully um pertinent for this talk. And so I'd like to just kind of discuss that with you guys here real quick. So it is meds, M-E-D-S. So kind of like take your meds. <laughs> Sometimes we need this, right? To take care of our bodies and to, to heal ourselves. And so we're going to go through what meds, M-E-D-S is going to stand for. But before we jump into that, I wanted to uh, read one quick verse for you guys. I was talking about, um, taking care of our body as a temple. And that's something that we're going to also be talking about in our interview that we have on Thursday. I have a wonderful girl who is going to come talk to you guys. She is uh, somebody who really works within the space of taking care of our bodies. And she does it from a, a Christian perspective. And I love her approach. And she's going to be talking to you more about this. But what we're going to talk about now is a lot in 1 Corinthians is what we are going to be kind of focusing on for these next couple days. 
So don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. And again, this is in 1 Corinthians. Um, many of our verses that we're going to be referencing over these next couple of days are in 1 Corinthians. And I, like I said, I don't want you to get hung up on this from a religious baggage standpoint, because we're reframing our brains, right? The Bible is beautiful. It's something that we trust. It's something that we, we fall back on. And it's not meant to belittle us. It is meant to help and guide us. And actually, that is our first thing that we're looking at for the M in meds is meditation. So the Bible uses meditation as deep contemplation, a turning over and around in the mind to gain greater understanding and be changed by God's truth because the Bible is God's word. It is his truth. And it is meant to help us to build ourselves into people who can, can do God's will, really just to, to help us to move through this world, understanding and knowing God's will. I think meditation often um, makes us think mm, a little bit more mm, woo-woo or new age or kind of in that progressive um realm, but I want you to kind of reframe your brain around that too. If that's someplace where you're kind of stuck right now, and I get it, I was there, um, but I want you to kind of reframe your brain around this as well. That meditation, when we're talking about it from a biblical standpoint, and from any standpoint, is just being able to, to kind of harness our brains and calm our brains and bring it to a place of focus and dedication. And the Bible talks about meditating over God's word all the time, because if we are focusing and bringing our brains to a place where it is focusing on, on truth and light, then it's only going to help us to get closer to God. And so meditating on his word and uh, in Joshua 1.8, it tells us, study this book of instruction continually, meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. Isn't that so beautiful that we really can, if we just focus on God, if we bring our attention to him, if we meditate on his word, how beautiful that is going to work within our lives. And for my crazy ADHD brain, I know meditation is something that honestly helps so much because we, especially in this day and age, with, when we are bombarded with stuff all the time, it's so wonderful to know that I can bring it back to a place, to a focus, to a peace at any moment. If I decide, okay, I'm being blasted by so much right now. I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm getting just, there's too much here. I need to bring it back and focus and focus on, on God's word is, oh, it's just so beautiful in, in helping me to, to know what matters. So the first thing in the M, in the meds, is M, meditation. Okay, so our second one 
is going to be E, which is exercise. <laughs> All of us need a little bit of move in our bodies, right? <laughs> so what does the Bible say about exercise? Well, it doesn't say exercise flat out because until in more recent terms, people didn't exercise just for whatever. We had to do work in order to survive. And so it's a little bit different in that. Um, but the Bible does say over and over again about strength. And really, it's talking a lot more about internal strength, but it, it, it brings it back to the physical strength all the time. So again, we're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians, and this is 9, 24 through 27. We're taking this a little bit out of context here, but let's just Let's just roll through it and then we're going to talk about it, okay? So, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an, in, for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So in this space here, um, Paul is talking about making sure to have discipline and focus and really going for this thing in his life was the most, and it should be for all of us, the most important thing in the world is to spread the good news. And so he is running that race. He is running that race with everything he has to make sure that everyone is able to receive the good news that he can. And with this, okay, so like I said, we're bringing this a little bit out of context, but what is the most important thing in your life? And, and it should be to know God and to make him known. And if we are in a place where we are not taking care of ourselves, how are we going to be able to do that? How are we going to be able to run that race? If we are not taking care of ourselves on a daily basis and making sure that our bodies are where they need to be, we're not going to be in the place where we need to be in order to share that good news. And so we need to run that race. We need to run that race as well. Make sure that we are taking care of ourselves. Make sure that we are moving our bodies every day. But also, God designed us this way. <laughs> he created our bodies to be a body that that needs that that needs that movement. It it raises all the endorphins. It does all the things that it's supposed to do, so that we're able able to move forward in this world in a better, stronger place. That's how he designed us. Okay, so the second one is E, exercise. So important. Get your 30 minutes of exercise, move your body. It will change your life. Okay, so the next one is going to be D. So we're going through meds. So D is our diet. And the Bible talks a lot about diet. Um, but mainly, it has to do with old Jewish law, Moses, the law of Moses. And then really, that's kind of changed a whole lot with um, with Jesus coming and, and what he brought. And so now it's the law is not something that we follow to the letter like that in the same way because of how things were laid out in the Bible. But we still are going to bring it back to the Bible and what it says. So 1 Corinthians 10 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So making sure that we are in every step and everything that we are doing, taking care of ourselves and thinking about God as we're doing this. So if we are being 
gluttonous and not taking care of ourselves with our food and our drink and um, again just not having that that thought in our brains of how can we run this race to do the best for God if we are not taking care of ourselves we're not going to be in a position to be able to do that so diet diet is so God gave us all I mean seriously (laughs) he gave us this whole amazing world he even tells Adam and Eve like I'm giving all of this to you to take care of to so that you you have the sustenance that you need in this world, um, not just spiritually from God, but also from food and from drink, and um, and making sure that we are are using it appropriately and doing a good job, a good service to our bodies, so that we can do what we need to do. Um, yeah, I mean, just trying to eat. I don't know if you guys ever feel this way, but like when you go to like the farmers market. And you see all of the amazing things that people grow. And every time I see all of that, I'm just like, goodness gracious, God is so cool. Like, isn't he so cool? The fact that he allows us to be able to grow these amazing things and taste all of this awesome stuff that is truly just more of just God's creation. Yeah, so our diets should consist of the things that he has grown <laughs> for or allowed, allowed us to grow. That's what our diets should consist of. Okay, and then the last one is S, which is sleep. And this is one that, oof, man, we just, we just try to just go on with no sleep, like, so often, right? Uh, so this is what we're going to... This is our little verse that we're going to say for this one. And again, a bit out of context, but you'll get the point here. Okay, so this is Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. Come to me, all you who labor, who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest. That's so, I mean, we need that rest, right? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That was Jesus's words. And I just love it because it it just gives such a, like putting it back on how important rest is. He is going to be the ultimate rest. He is going to be the ultimate peace in our lives. Uh, But also knowing just how important it is physically for us to have rest, rest with our minds, which is what we were talking about with the meditation, but then also rest with the rest that he gives us spiritually, and then the rest that we need physically. How important this really is for us in our lives. Okay, so these were the four things that I want you guys to be focusing on this week. Let's make a plan to implement all of these four things in a better way. So map it out for yourself. Write it out. Okay, how? where am I struggling in this meds? meditation, exercise, diet, and sleep? And how can I go about improving that in my life this week? And let's try to create some habits. Let's try to create some habits of of bringing more attention back to this beautiful body that God has given us and helping us to grow our self-worth through taking care of ourself and knowing that this is all in line with what God would want for us, for our lives, um, because we, as Paul says, we, we can't go run this race if we are not taking care of ourselves, but that how important it is for us to run this race for God. And we need to be taking care of ourselves in order to make that happen.
Okay, so I hope this all makes sense today. So again, let's go over this. Meds, first M, meditation. E, exercise. D, diet. S, sleep. So get your meds. <laughs> all right, okay, we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna be talking on Thursday with a wonderful girl who is going to be explaining more about um, nutrition for our body, taking care of ourselves, but how to do this biblically and to allow this to fall in line with God. And she's also going to be sharing her beautiful story of faith. All right. I will see you guys next time. Hey friends, I hope that this episode truly blessed you today and spoke to your heart. And if it did, I would love it if you could share it with your friend who might need to hear these words also. And if you truly, really loved it, then a five-star review really helps to get into the ears of so many more people. It's the way the algorithm works. So I would love it if you guys would be able to do that for me as well. And if you were looking for more resources, more help, more coaching, more all the good stuff, go Go to findingfaithabove.com and make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. See you next time.